welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset and personal growth to help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker, or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart-led, impact-driven business and live the life that resonates with you, that's in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. Well, hey there, it's Elle here from lturner.me and I am delighted to bring you another special episode of Taking It Personally today. We have a great guest joining us, Katie Armstrong from Armstrong Coaching, is a money coach for women entrepreneurs and some of the many reasons I'm so glad to have Katie with us talking about money is firstly because she focuses on building wealth as opposed to getting caught up in the big revenue numbers that are often banded around like confetti in the online space, but actually don't necessarily mean as much as it feels like they do at first glance. And secondly, she wants to dial down the stress around money and have us as female entrepreneurs feel more ease and simplicity around the topic of money, which I think is fantastic. So thank you so much for joining me today, Katie. Thank you. I love this topic because I sometimes feel like quite a grandma in the online space because I'm a Gen Xer and was brought up being told that there are three things that you never talk about, and that's politics, religion, and money. But as an entrepreneur and in a capitalist society, we have to face money. You know, we have to think about it. We have to keep a handle on it and deal with how we feel about it. And that's something that didn't really occur to me until I joined the online space about seven or so years ago, which is sort of another reason I feel like a grandma. But I experienced the the side effects of having a poor money mindset, you know, and by, by poor, I mean unhelpful. Uh, money mindset because I've always felt I was quite good with like the mechanics of money and keeping the book straight that sort of that sort of thing but that's such a small part really I found when I joined the online space compared to needing to grapple with how I felt about money and how we feel about earning it or asking for it or even wanting it in the first place and you know now that we have the opportunity to make it being in our own hands and and that sort of thing so i know that i'm not alone in that in that feeling about money and it's a big topic for most of us if not all of us so i think this is going to be such a great conversation to help us deal with money as a ceo activity and you just talk about it in such an interesting way you know talking about the seasons of money in business that really caught my attention and sort of resonated with me so why don't we start there what are the seasons of money in business and why do you believe it helps us to think about money in this way oh thank you so much Al, and thank you for having me 
Um, I think, and before I dive into the seasons, you know, there's just something that I think is really important for all of us to consider when we're thinking about money. And I love how you alluded to the fact that, yes, you understood the mechanics and sort of doing the books, but it feels like there's just so much more. Yeah. And there is, and there isn't. And I want to really highlight that point because I think something that is so flashy and a little overwhelming almost about the online space for women in particular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that it can feel like there is this like really abundant, almost erotic money mindset that we have to plug into or else we're not doing money right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And for me, Mm -hmm. that like that doesn't resonate. Um, I actually I teach that money is a tool. Mm -hmm. And if you build a relationship with your money and that can look like just checking in with it daily or, you know, biweekly, if you are telling your money what to do, if you have a plan for it, if you are thinking about money as a tool and looking at strategically, but also intentionally about what do I want my business to look like? What do I want my, my life to look like? And how does money as a tool help me do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are planning a life, if you are planning a business, if you are putting a strategy in place that really feels good to you mm-hmm. and really feels like, yeah, this is me. Like, this is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Utilizing money as a tool is so much easier. If on the other hand, we're kind of like, oh, I don't really know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want my business to look like, but I know I have to like manifest this huge amount of money and be all, you know, like I I have to really be aligned and like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much to get caught up in, I think, in the online space around money. And so I just wanted to sort of like honor that. Yeah. Like I can do the books. I, I look at my money yeah, that's huge. Like, right. That's actually really, that's a really great first step. And I think so many of us are led to believe that that's not enough. Right. Or that's not having a relationship with your money. When in fact, I think it's one of the cornerstones of it. So I just wanted to reframe. Oh, that. right. Okay, that's interesting. So you, you're saying it's it's the other part that's really overcomplicating our yes, feelings I about money. So. Right. Okay. Okay. And the, the other piece of it too, I mean, this idea of having a relationship with your money, and I promise I'll get to the seasons, but I think this is really important. Sure, yeah. I think I think it's really important to consider that everyone uniquely has a relationship with money. And so many of us grew up, I'm not quite Gen X, I'm a little bit younger, but I totally like relate to feeling a little older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I this idea that you know, everyone has a unique relationship with money. And so much of what we grew up with is just a reflection of others' relationships with money. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't actually taught to build our own relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually compare money often to kids. I have two kids myself. I was a high school teacher for almost 15 years before I started my business. And if I know anything, kids really like structure. Kids respond well to structure. They they respond to boundaries. Mm-hmm. If they don't know what the boundaries are, they will continue to push. Even yeah. if they do know what the boundaries are, they'll push a little bit. But 
having structure is really healthy for kids. Mm-hmm. If you give them an inch, they'll take a mile, right? So there's a lot of that that correlates really nicely to how money likes to be stewarded, held, protected, used, planned, strategized. Okay, right. loves to know what it's going to do. If money doesn't know what it's going to do, it'll just go. It'll find something else to do. It'll get spent. Right, okay. So I really like that analogy that money is like kids where it really does crave structure. It really does crave boundaries and it craves a relationship with you. Right. So you have to develop your own relationship with your money and others are going to have their own relationship with their money, but you are going to be best off when you have something, some sort of structure, some sort of boundaries and some sort of an ongoing relationship with your money where you both feel safe and like there is a plan moving forward. So that might be a whole nother episode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just important to say, like, it's it's okay if it feels like, well, right now, I just, like, I look at my numbers. Amazing. That's a great first step. Right. Okay. So would I be taking us too much off topic if I say, what do you mean by a relationship with money or the, that sort right. of structure? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, a relationship with your money. And again, I know people really like to say, okay, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Um, there's no, I mean, there's no like three-step process to building a relationship with your money. But if there was one, I would say begin with the mindset that a relationship with your money is necessary to be successful with money. And so what does that mean to you, the individual? So just it, like that very sort of question and that mindset that I need to have a relationship with my money. So for some people, it might mean, okay, I haven't been looking at my money or I have been saying kind of negative things to myself about money. Okay. Um, Yes. So there's a lot of ways that we can start to improve our relationship with money. One way would be be really cognizant, be really intentional around what you are saying to yourself about how you behave with money. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and really just, watching how you but that's really it like how are you talking to yourself what are you saying to yourself about money and recognizing that maybe the relationship you have with money right now is simply someone else's relationship with money that you picked up on Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. the years what do you want your relationship to look like with money and what do you think would help that, right? So for a lot of people, it's okay, the next time I catch myself feeling guilty about buying something or feeling really down when the credit card bill comes in, or feeling stressed when I'm filling up my car or getting groceries, Mm -hmm. or having really sort of a negative reaction to a client saying no, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what, what are we saying to ourselves in those moments? And what is that coming from, right? What What is the feeling coming up? Why do we feel so stressed around each of these instances? Mm-hmm. And is there something that could make that feel easier? So now we have to take some action. So we need to listen, like watch for the thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then one of the actions that we can take that would maybe like alleviate those situations. And again, for a lot of people, it is let's look at our money for the first time. Let's 
have a plan for how we're going to make choices around money over the next 30 days. Right. So yes. something that, you know, sometimes I tell people, okay, or I invite people to make a plan for, you know, what they're going to do in the next 30 days with the income that's coming in with, you know, their business and their personal life. And so often what I get in response is, well, I have no idea how much money I'm going to make. Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. well, I don't know, like unexpected stuff always happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to that, I say, okay, great. What do you know? Yeah. What do we know? And if something unexpected does come up, what is your plan? Are you going to use the savings? Are you going to put it on a credit card? Like, what is the plan for this next 30 days as best as you can anticipate it? What is the recurring revenue in your business? What are you planning to sell? What new business might come in? Mm -hmm. And just scaffolding from there, what can we predict? And then from there, as more money is coming in or as unexpected circumstances happen, what do we do with that money? Or how do we handle that circumstance? Mm -hmm. And just setting out a basic strategy so that when it does happen, you're not completely overwhelmed, unsure of what to do questioning everything, right? And continuing to spiral on those thoughts of, I have no idea what I'm doing with my money. I feel terrible about money, whatever those are. So I, I think it, if I'm picking you up, right, it's about bringing it into the day-to-day -day and mainstreaming it and sort of being conversant with the fact that money comes and goes and ebbs and flows and not treating it like something only to look at once the bill has come in or only to look at once you have that client, it's putting your finger on the pulse more regularly and just integrating it day to day. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Great. Yeah. More planning, more planning and less accounting, I would say too. So we're, we're always looking ahead. We've always got a plan for what's coming up. Whereas a lot of people say, well, I, you know, every time I pay a bill, I like mark it in my calendar or I check my balance every day. I'm like, that's great. It, it is. It is good to sort of have that connection. It's much better than not looking at anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then the next step then would be, okay, instead of looking at what has happened, instead of looking at where I am in the present moment, do you know where you'll be a week from now, two mm -hmm. weeks from now, yeah. four weeks mm -hmm. from now? So what's coming and giving yourself that intention. That's the structure and the boundaries that money really craves because if it knows what the plan is, it's less likely to go do something else. And really, it's our, right, we are priming ourselves and our choices with money and our decision making before we do anything. Right, right? yes. You can't, yeah. change, you can't change what's already happened. It's great to look at your books, but it's already happened. Right, the yeah. yeah. Is in the yeah. plan. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. So you mean in the plan for what's coming in as well as what's going out? Precisely. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a very practical way of dealing with money. So let's go back to where we were going to talk about the seasons. Let's go back to the seasons of money in business. What do you mean by that? So the seasons of money and this idea of the seasons comes from one of my first mentors, Jim Rohn. He talked about the seasons of life. And essentially, I'll talk about the seasons, what that means. And then we'll talk about the seasons of money. The seasons are basically like the seasons that we know. And depending on what hemisphere you live in and what part of the world you're in, mm -hmm. the seasons might look different for you, literally, yeah. than they do for others. 
Where I live in New England, in the United States, there are four very distinct seasons. Yes. And the two opposing seasons are summer and winter. Yes. And so here where I live, it is summer. Mm -hmm. It is August. It is, uh, I mean, it hasn't been that warm, but usually it's quite warm. This Mm -hmm. is when we go to the beach. We're at the lake. The kids are on vacation from school. It is a very sort of relaxed and easygoing time. Weather-wise, it's it's a, it's the warmer part of the year. And in the winter, where I am, it can get as low as um, negative 25 below Fahrenheit, um, feet and feet and feet of snow, ice, mm. um, and where you really, you know, if you lose power, you're in trouble if you don't have So that's a really broad broad spectrum, yeah. Yeah. And so when I talk about the seasons of money, right, we're thinking about two very different sort of contrasting ways that we feel about money or the way money is happening in our lives. So when I say a summer with money, and this is also sort of a summer in business, Mm -hmm. this is a time when money is coming in pretty easily. Clients are saying, yes, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot happening. There's excitement, but at the same time, things just feel easeful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it is just a season in our business and with money when everything is running smoothly and going well, and money is not really an issue. So the more freedom aspect that that same as summer, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas a winter with money or a winter in business, a winter in life, um, as Mr. Rohn speaks to, is when there's a lot of constriction, when there's challenges, when there's unexpected things that come up, emergencies, tragedies, challenges, whether they're in life or in your business. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is some of it is unexpected, right? But this is just a time when potentially things are just feeling really hard, um, scarce, and constricted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of this analogy is that there are always going to be summers and winters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the mindset here is there are always going to be winters following summers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are or how successful you are in your business or with money. Winters happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The best that we can do is prepare for the winter during the summer. Right. right. So that you're not shocked or taken out by the, the occurrence of the winter aspect. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes, that's it. And on the flip side, in the winter, we have to have faith that summers are coming. Yes. And yes. we have to be willing to accept, acknowledge, invite the next summer. Yeah. And know that the winter doesn't last forever. Yeah. Now, some people listening even to this episode might say, okay, I've been in a winter for years yeah. or maybe a decade, right? Yeah. And yeah, that can be the case. And I invite you to, you know, have that shift that actually like summers do follow the winters. And there's a lot that we can do in the winter to prepare for the next summer and to invite the next summer in. Right. So, yeah. To begin, you know, so the next step here, now that you sort of understand, okay, a summer, a winter, sort of what are the different seasons with business and with um, money, is to really identify, okay, so where am I right now? Mm -hmm. And some might even say, 
I feel like I'm in a fall. (laughs) Yeah. I just had a really great season. I know that the next season coming up maybe isn't going to be as busy or I don't really have as much going on, or I know that I have sort of these bigger financial commitments or challenges that are coming up. And so it feels like I'm going into a winter. That's fine. That's totally valid. Mm -hmm. Likewise, you might feel like, well, I've been in a winter, but I've got this sort of, I can, I know the summer's coming. Like I've got this big Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plan in my business or all these clients are starting to sign on. And I know that revenue is coming in and right. So there's, there's nuance here, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but acknowledging where are you and what season are you in? Mm -hmm. And then the last piece of this Mm -hmm. is what do I do? Yes. What do I do when I'm in each of of these? Yes. Yeah. And so I'm going to start with, if you feel like you're in a winter season, what do we do? Mm -hmm. So when you're in a winter season, there are a couple of things that are really helpful and they actually will be helpful the next time you get to a winter season and back. Okay. Yeah. When you're in a winter season, and again, this is like, I'm thinking about here in New Hampshire, right? We have, um, I, I would have a roaring, I've got my screen up, but the um, wood stove that heats our okay. entire house is right behind it. Right. So I'll, I'll keep pointing back there because that's where the wood is stacked and that's where our stove is. Yeah. I would have a, a you know, roaring fire back there and probably like no sweater because I would be so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but we really, we hunker down, we're cozy. And, you know, there's times when there's so much snow, if we don't plow, like we'd be stuck here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is a season when we spend a lot of time indoors. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is the best time to simplify, to declutter, mm-hmm. to just call our possessions and to just get rid of stuff. That sounds like a, a sort of stock take when you're in the winter is like taking stock of where you're at with all That's the right. different aspects. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is a beautiful time to do this in your business and with your money. Mm-hmm. Let's really look at, okay, so in the business, mm-hmm. what expenses do I have? What have I been outsourcing? What am I using in my business? I can't tell you how many times I start working with a client and they're paying for Dropbox and Google. Mm-hmm. They don't need both. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I myself accidentally was paying for Calendly and my client software. And okay. I wasn't using Calendly anymore. I right. didn't have the free versions. <laughs> there are so, you know, there are annual premiums that we maybe paid two years ago and we don't use it anymore. And we accidentally paid for it again last year and it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what can we really simplify. And those are tiny examples, right? But in the grand scheme of things, right, your personal expenses too, like where can we just simplify and even just put on hold during the winter? And the physical space too has such an impact on our money. So I wouldn't stop at just, well, what can we cut back in our expenses or what do we no longer use? What can we just get rid of? But in your physical space too, how can you create more of an environment that breeds contentment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that makes you want to walk into a space and feel energized and productive and ready to go to work versus feeling overwhelmed, right? Yeah. So if we're in a winter with money, if we're in a winter with business, we really need to create a clean slate for ourselves and simplify as much as possible to then get um, inspiration and creativity and energy rolling again. And prepare the space for the the blooming of the summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing I would do if you're in a winter season is, like I said earlier, really trust that summer's coming. Yeah. And yeah. start to put a strategy to work. Like, how how are we going to create the summer? Like, what what do we hope for in the summer? And start taking action. Yeah. Whether it's a new business strategy or making a shift that needs to be made or whatever the case is. So that'll vary wildly depending on the person. But trusting that summer is coming and really simplifying and allowing for more contentment in your space to take action towards it. Great. That's if fantastic. You're in a summer season. Okay. Yeah. If you're in a summer season, it is so, so, so important to prepare for winter. Yeah. So back in July, so last month, we repaired our log splitter. We split and stacked all the firewood that we would need for the coming winter. And later this month, we will be marking dead trees on our property, getting the chainsaw out. Like this is the season when we prepare for the winter. Yeah. So that you're not caught unawares. Yeah. You can't prepare for the winter. In the winter. Yeah. It's it's just impossible. Even, you know, you can't even buy firewood in the winter because they're sold out. Yeah. You're lucky in the fall if you can get seasoned firewood, which means it's dry. Yes. Yes. So you really have to plan ahead. So it's the same thing in business and with your money. You can't plan for a harder season with money when you're in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When the money is coming in, when it feels like we have more than enough, when business is really going well, how do we really strategize for the coming winter? And I think the best way to do that, just very practically speaking, is, well, let's take some of that money and set it aside for the winter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What does your business look like? If you are someone who knows, well, I have these seasons that are really a lot of clients are coming in or I run this program or whatever the case. And there's there's a, a lot of money in those particular months or seasons. Mm-hmm. And then there's months that are a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. So how do we sort of spread things out a little bit more and plan accordingly? So instead of I have these three months that are really abundant, and that's when I invest in all the things and mm-hmm, buy all the mm-hmm. things and kind of make up for the winter. How can we instead just make more of the months feel way more manageable? Yeah. And yeah. remove a lot of that desperation. More of the up and down. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the winter months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find that when we do that, when we do prepare for the winter, we create so much more detachment in our business to the outcome of all of our sales efforts and marketing efforts because we know that going into this maybe more of a winter season we're going to be fine there's yeah. the money is yeah. there to cover our expenses and so we can just play and have fun and and approach it with more of a an even energy than yeah feeling desperate to bring some money in yeah because it, again for what you were saying the winter doesn't necessarily have to mean a negative thing it might just be that you're planning for a period of time where you're not going to be as in your business you know it might actually be your choice to have the the winter going back to what you said about setting up your business for what you want for your life well and that's the beauty of the season yeah. once you understand them and you are preparing for the winters in the summers now you get to the next winter and it truly gets to be a time of reflection of calm 
And if you've done the work to simplify in the past, there's less money in the summers kind of going out and there's more to preserve for the winters. And as we continue to simplify and become more efficient in our business and in our lives, it's like a flywheel effect where there's just more and more and more set aside, held on to more buffers in our life in the way of savings and investments and just money available for what we need mm -hmm. so that we can truly use that those winters in our business as a reflective period, as a time to yeah, really plan and make the shifts and be, be and slow down yeah or whatever it is that we're needing to do or wanting to do in the other aspects of life as well yeah that's that's fantastic and then of course we get to the next summer and with all of that work that we've done to prepare and plan and reflect the summers are bigger and bigger and bigger yes and so it really is this beautiful effect that happens when we embrace the seasons once we've sort of moved out of what feels like the hardest part of it yeah yeah no i love that and the fact that you're saying know that the summer is coming that's keeping the summer in view i want to put a, put a big bow on it what we talked about at the beginning as far as you know building that relationship with money and spending more energy planning what's going out what's coming in in the coming month or so versus just doing the accounting that's really an activity that you can do in that winter season. Like that's a way to really start moving more towards more of a summer season is doing the simplifying and that piece that I mentioned before, but mm -hmm. at all times, like how are we building a healthier relationship with money? How are we starting to look ahead more with money and being less concerned with, well, what's already happened or where am I right now? That can really springboard us into the next summer. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds more like you're describing a partnership with money rather than something that happens to you or to your business without you having any kind of, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you on behalf of everyone who listens to this episode of Taking It Personally for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. We really appreciate that. Where can people find you online? How can folk get in touch with you and get to know more about you and what you offer? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, the best places right now are on Instagram. I'm at Katie underscore Almstrom. And I also have a Facebook group where I do a live training once a month. And that is Net Worth Woman. Um, simple business habits, sorry, simple money habits for women entrepreneurs. That's a lot of words there. Um, so yeah, Instagram and my Facebook group. And then I actually also have a podcast, Messy to Magnetic where I walk through uh, kind of messy money topics that either my clients or myself yeah. that I have gone through um, or my guests who are on the show. Fantastic. And that's a really fun, a fun sort of money coaching podcast. Excellent. Well, I'll put links in the podcast description to all these places that you can find Katie online. But just before we finish, you know that I talk about building the business owner who builds the business. What do you do to build yourself as a business owner? And what are your go-to activities to manage your mindset and hone your leadership skills, whether around money or your business more generally? Yeah, I love that question. Gosh, and I've been doing this. So I'm in my sixth year of business and something that has really, really served me recently I'm in a season where I'm really building. Of growth, yeah. Building right now. Yeah, and what has made such an impact 
has been my daily one hour walk by the river mm-hmm. behind my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that I'm, I'm a mom of two. And so this was my way of going from mom mode to CEO mode. And that hour outdoors to clear yeah. my head, to just let whatever sort of downloads come in to listen to a podcast for inspiration. That time just outside has been everything. Yes. Um, and something that I actually do while I'm on my walk often for about half of it is I use the Think Up app, which are spoken affirmations. Yeah. So affirmations yeah. that I've spoken and just listening to them on repeat. Yes. So I'm really big on affirmations that feel true. Yes. Yes. Or that I'm, that I'm working on. Thank you so much again for joining me today. And remember to check out the podcast description for links to where you can find Katie online. And thank you to you for joining both of us today on Taking It Personally. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we would love to hear what spoke to you. So please do get in touch and I'll speak to you next week on the podcast. But until then, enjoy your business. Bye for now. Thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership. I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.